You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. If you're listening on the radio, thank you so much. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. Take us, take us to work. Take us to whatever you do. Take us on a tour if you're skiing. If you're back east, just, just, just push play and like, subscribe. I'm your host, Massey Zeman. And down in Texas, it's World Series champion, first in the NFC East, mm. Graham Trainer. I was going to say, uh, take us to the bedroom, too, listeners. This is Graham Trainer. Yeah. T-Town Sports Talk. <laughs> nothing nothing sets the mood. Future, nothing sets the mood. Future Super like Bowl us. champion. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm yawning. I've, I was stayed up celebrating uh, a magical victory against the Eagles. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Arlington, Arlington is a buzz. Yeah, I'm still so, so hungover from two days ago. While you're 38, uh, so that yeah, it's a it's a two day thing. Even if I have three beers, um, and take as many aspirin or those those little like take two of these little yellow different, and then the next day you're not supposed to have a hangover. Um, that's a lie. No, is I'm it... just getting old. Just old. The week. What am I? Ten days out from birthday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. It's almost over. It's almost over. A year and 10 days. It's almost over, dude. I think it's over when you're 40. I think it's over when you're 40. You're still in your 30s, man. You're still in your 30s. Live it up. So do you have one more? Yes, the Cowboys. Let's start with the Cowboys. That was impressive. Yeah. Sure. Please, because the Cowboys are what? They're 10 and 3. They Mm -hmm. lead the NFC. No, no. They're second in the NFC behind the 49ers. Excuse me. 49ers looking stellar. Took. Two fat dumps over both them and the Eagles. So they, they own the NFC East right now. They the, the Niners they, do. They do. But let's talk about Dak because he's looking like an MVP candidate. He's the betting odds on favorite to win MVP. Let's talk about happy trainer as a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I mean, it's been impressive. Um, I'd prefer Dak to to go to the NFC title game at least. Like you know, it's cute to win a it's cute to win a Heisman, right, Jaden Daniels? But you know, you're not playing in the College Bowl playoff. Who cares? So right. if Dak doesn't make it, does Dak doesn't make it to the Final Four where he finally needs to elevate himself and get to the NFC title game? Um, it'll be a disappointing season if even if he does beat Brock Purdy for MVP because his stats are a little better. Uh, I really thought. I mean, Dak did kind of have a slow stretch there, but Brock Purdy had those two pumpkin games. I thought he had back, like three, right? right? I thought he I thought they lost, three. they lost three in a row when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were not playing. It could have been three. It was it was it was looking pretty bad there for a minute. Um I just keep scrolling looking for there was a there was a Cowboys stat that I was gonna read, but the Cowboys they put it on him. Um last year was Gardner Minshew, kind of fool's gold win yeah. at home against the Eagles after losing at Philadelphia last year, and this year they lost at the Philadelphia, uh, heartbreak of fashion, uh, miscues look like just the same old Cowboys doing pancake blocks with Zeke to end the game and look like a complete was dumbass. Was that that and... game? Was that that game? No, 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 no. That was the Niners game in the playoffs last year. I'm saying equivalent, oh, adjacent, oh, stupid, oh, stupid oh. miscues on uh, offside penalties and having a chance in the red zone and getting backed up without, you know, out of field goal range and mm. not going, yeah, not getting the points when you need to get the points and, 
all that Mike McCarthy stuff that also happens, not just Dak's fault, but Dak's gone on a huge stretch with the Cowboys since then. Um, yeah, it was impressive being able to come back and I guess be like technically leading the division. I forget. I think it's our is y'all are tied. Division? I think y'all are yeah, tied. I wonder if it goes down to points total of who got their ass kicked more by the Niners. Cause that might be the tiebreaker I know. at the end of the day. Well, it's one of those things I was looking through all the, like we're close to the playoffs. We're a month out from the playoffs. And I was looking at all the scenarios and especially mm-hmm. in the AFC, it's like there are paragraphs and paragraphs for the six teams that are seven and six on who holds what tiebreaker to do what. And I was like, that's just going to have to sort itself out. I cannot do that. <laughs> I was gonna, I was like, gonna bring it to the table here on Teton Sports Talk. I was gonna be like, look at all these scenarios, and I read two of the six paragraphs. And I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. It'll figure itself out. Yeah, it will. And then, yeah, Dak Purdy. We got. Um, can you guess who's third betting betting odds favorite right now? Odds betting favorite in the honestly. NFC. No, just total MVP. MVPs across. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Opposite. It's got to be Tyreek Hill. No, no, he's a little, I think he got, he's got a little injury and he put, got pushed down because there's the QB bias. So, oh, the, the best, the best player, the, the best quarterback, no, what it is, it's the quarterback on the best team. That's the, that's kind of how they do the MVP in the NFL. That's part right? of the, yeah. That's part of the bias, but behind Dak and, and Brock Purdy, who do you think the third third is? Oh man. I don't even have, yes, I don't sir. even have a clue. It's going to have to be, is it still Patrick Mahomes? He won a similar Heisman to Jane Daniels. He went like eight and three. We really believe in oh, him. It, we still yeah, believe in him. It is, it is Lamar Jackson. It's, it's Lamar, Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar. Yeah. He is not. His stats don't pop off the page. I think he's, I think he's in like the low teens and touchdowns, maybe even eleven. And he hasn't been running the ball that much. In fact, I haven't watched a significant portions of the Ravens to understand why they're so good. Besides, their defense is just stacked. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of done away. They've been a little. They're schizophrenic. They've been a little less schizophrenic, but they've actually like put together <clears throat> two good wins in a row. Like they haven't um, like earlier in the season when he had a couple duds, it was like they could, they could beat the hell out of the lions, but they could also lose to the Raiders and the Colts. The, you know. They lost to the Colts, yeah. didn't they? At home. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, let's, um, let's talk about the other elephant in the room, unless it's in your huddle. So Ooh. stop me here. Have you been watching this Patrick Mahomes stuff? I have. I had it. I'm I had so it over it. You have it in your stock. We'll we'll get there. So let's let's that's that might be our cue to huddle up. I forgot to. We're gonna do the huddle. We're gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna revisit the college football picks, which I dominated. By the way, uh, you went 0 for four. No spoilers. And college basketball, I uh, I forgot oh, to those pick picks. any teams. Those picks. <laughs> yeah, those, those picks, picks that we completely gotcha. abandoned. So, and then we'll go into the, uh, the Baker's dozen, which I'm not even sure if we have a dozen picks, but it's going to be NFL heavy. We'll sprinkled in a little bowl, bowl predictions there. All right, let's get into the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on your quote slash question and your goat of the week trainer start us off. What's your good news of the week? I was the Cowboys, uh, up- upcoming schedule is exciting. We got back-to-back AFC East opponents, Bills and Dolphins. Um, Big next game two weeks. against the Bills. Then, yeah, and then hosting Detroit. So a tough December slate, and then we'll finish it off against Washington and probably a new coach for the for the Commanders. Unless they just they'll probably just keep Rivera. If they kept it this long, then might as well. Yeah, or or they just like go ahead and slide uh, old Bill Belichick in there. So since he's on his way out, just you know have, send him down I ninety five South. 
He does love Annapolis, Maryland. That's where he grew up, right? And he loves lacrosse, mm-hmm. lacrosse mecca up there in Northern Virginia slash Maryland. Where isn't? Didn't they just? They're moving the Wizards to Northern Virginia. Is that right? Yeah, there's got to be some sort of, and I think that's where they're trying to build something for the for the for the Commanders right now, right? Magic Johnson and his team, that whole crew. Man, Magic Johnson's got his finger in every single sports franchise. I I just don't. I don't know where Magic Johnson ends. He's in baseball, basketball. Um, the Wizards stink, by the way. They're there awful. are some I mean, the Wizards, Detroit. Detroit's on like a twenty-game losing streak. They are. Yeah, bad. I saw the those two combined records was like one in forty-eight or so. I mean, in their last 49, 50 games, something something terrible. But yeah, I, I'm thinking. Yes, that question. I'm thinking Washington. There's got to be some sort of. I mean, it's always what tax write-offs, real estate deals. Like, I mean, obviously I Virginia no is easier to easier to build in than the actual DC capital surrounding area. So that's why all the it's like when all the San Francisco. Well, I guess the baseball. I don't know. It's just all something. The, all, the, uh, all the all the Oakland teams left. Yeah, is that Oakland what you teams. Mean? I guess the New York teams are all like out in Queens in and New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. That's why the DC teams don't actually like want to stay within the, within the city. So. Well, speaking of Bill Belichick, that is my good news of the week. Bill Belichick is rumored on his way out. The 71-year-old head coach of the Patriots has won six Super Bowls, all with Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And he's been 24 years at the helms of the Patriots. Apparently, this decision was made a long time ago after the loss in Germany in Week 10. Now, it it appears because they said they finalized a contract, uh, an extension with Belichick, that he might get traded like Sean Payton did for picks. Well, he's got one one year left. Is that what you said? I can't remember the extension or, or he's how got much. One year left. One year left for twenty million or eighteen million or something. Well, good news is on behalf of Nick Saban, I would like to welcome Bill Belichick to Nick Saban's rehab program. You can all he can start off by getting the dry cleaning. He can really be put down a, a notch. Learn a little mm-hmm. humility, Ooh, and then maybe maybe in one or two years he'll be. I don't want him as an offensive coordinator. I don't want him as a defensive coordinator. Maybe he can be head of personnel. Now I don't even like the personnel that he gets on the Pats. He's let's keep him at dry cleaning and see how he does. If he gets the gets the suits, the pregame suits to all the mm. players on time, mm. maybe we can find a spot for him in the box somewhere. Uh, you know, maybe a sideline pass for Bill Belichick, but. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long road up, but Nick Saban has a history of re- reforming coaches. So welcome, Bill Belichick, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Do you feel if he heard that he would feel like you're condescending him or you're pitching him on, uh, on that whole condescending, condescending proposal? Yeah. How, so how many times the, can you take that, a shot at the new greatest advi- coach of all time? What about the new advisor role that they have in college football? Remember the Gary Patterson, Texas, like defensive oh, yeah. advisor or whatever? Yeah. The advisors at Alabama, you know, start by taking the kids to the pool and picking up and dropping off a carpool. So if he wants to start there in the advisor role, we'll pay him, what, $30,000 a year? We can get him a little room in the stadium, a cot set up in the, uh, in the equipment manager's office or something. He'll, he'll, he'll fit right in. I love it. I mean, don't give him the quality, con- the quality control specialist job because no. he should have seen that Mac Jones was effective. You know, Alabama player. I think yeah, I think the Patriots destroyed Mac Jones's career. Oh, we're gonna oh we're gonna have a uh we're gonna have a second second um second coming. 
resurgence with somebody else. The it's Mac Jones, so hard. Um, it's so hard to do to go to your Raiders, second team. Raiders great plays under Brady. Ooh, plays under Brady for the Raiders. Uh, Brady takes him in. Talking about how it was always the Patriot way. Bill sucks. I I I carried those teams. Look what I did with the Bucks. He couldn't do it without me. And then Mac Jones resurrects his career in Vegas. I, I don't even know who plays quarterback for Las Vegas right now. They are so far off my radar. Oh, something Jerry O'Connell. Uh, That's who it is. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Schwartz, Jimmy, Samson. Jimmy Kimmel. Samsonite. All right, give me your critical number of the week, trainer. Uh, my, there's so many ways to break this number down, but I'll just go with 700 million just to, just to kind of start with the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. This is Shohei Otani's contract, which is an absurd number, but when you start to break it down, it makes a little more sense in relatively in relative, relative to the other major contracts we've seen, like Mike Trout's what 450, uh, who else has gotten paid? Uh, Boone just got paid a bunch of money. So, but Shohei Otane signed with the Dodgers for 10 years, $700 million. Now let's get into the weeds of this trainer. I'll, I'll let you take the lead here. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the biggest glaring thing is that it's got, it's, it's, it blows my mind. I, I don't see how this is legal. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely like, it, there's a competitive balance clause and it says that this makes things more competitively balanced with teams like the Dodgers who were able to do it. The Rangers in the middle, they're actually kind of in the, in the upper 10 now mm-hmm. in terms of spending. So I feel bad for those teams like way, way, way down the packing order. This is not competitive balance. He's going to take $2 million a year for uh, 10 years. And then he gets 68 million for split uh, $68 million a year for 10 years after that or something. It's, it's basically a 20, 20 year contract. I'm not sure how they were able yeah. to do it, but in a, in a way it's going to make the Dodgers able to, pay players now for the next 10 right. years and then there's going to be there's going to be purgatory surely but there's no salary cap in baseball isn't baseball like capitalism in its purest form it it is but at least like there was a rule to make it so like there is a salary there is no salary cap but like you could at least uh everybody was kind of playing on the same even field where it came to like they're spending this amount of money on these players each year because mm-hmm. like Bonilla, i mean we're gonna yeah you bring up bobby Bonilla. You can bring up Chris Davis with the Orioles. Uh, he'll still be paid forty-four point two million over the next ten seasons. What about Ver? Is it Verlander getting paid by three different teams? Uh, yeah, I think he and Scherzer are both getting paid by like Astros. He's like Astros, Mets, and somebody else. Scherzer, no, Scherzer was Scherzer was Mets. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Nationals, Mets, and, and Rangers right now. So it was Max Scherzer. It was the that's so sweet get, getting getting the three paychecks. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, it's just it's frustrating, but it's not. Hey, it's not an American League team. Okay, he's going to go to the Blue Jays. Which right. who cares? Blue Jays, Blue Jays in the AL East, so don't really play them that often. He didn't go to the Yankees. That's good. Go to the AL turd Yankees. He went to a National League team that the Rangers potentially play twice a year for six games, and then maybe they see them in World Series. The Dodgers can never make it to a real World Series besides they fake one they won in 2020 that asterisk asterisk there's a couple a couple world yeah. series with asterisks next to us the dodgers are interesting because they're just loaded with talent and they seem i mean f- to them it's world series or or bust but if i was shohei it makes so much sense i'm sure he didn't even move oh yeah in terms of like actual residential lo- yeah yeah location well, no definitely. yeah and when you break down this deal i'm not sure how any of the numbers work but Deferred money in 10 years, won't inflation 
catch up to that or something, and mm. it'll be like it's like fake money to the Dodgers. It's like in ten years we won't even exist. Like who cares? They probably yeah. Oh, that is, is um. When is it predicted that that California's underwater? Is that what they're kind of hoping for? They're like, I mean, I guess pay this guy. Well, yeah, if, I, if, I was, if I was Shohei, I would do the 10 years and then I would retire and move to a tax-free state like Florida, Texas, Wyoming, Delaware, whatever they are. Just live out my days getting $68 million checks a year from the Dodgers. <laughs> It'd be so sick. Be like, no, I'm good. I, I, I'm not going to pay taxes anymore. Yeah. I'm out of California. Here's a good number. And, I mean, yes, th- this – whatever we it's 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 happened it's just it just blows my mind this is legal i know there's no salary cap but there i think it just systematically it just drives me drives me effing crazy he is on this dodgers team going into 2024 he was the most coveted free agent in baseball history yep he's the 17th highest paid dodger next year 17th highest paid dodger on his own team oh because of yeah the way yeah they're because the way the structure <laughs> yeah Oh, that's man for baseball fans. That's got to hurt a little bit. All right. My critical number. You ready? This is kind of odd, but Deion Sanders, who has a base salary of $500,000 with, with $4.5 million in incentives on his contract. He generated $113.2 million for the town of, oh my gosh, where does Colorado buff? Not Buffalo. Boulder? Boulder, thank you. They are the Buffaloes. Their six home games uh, generated this much money for the local economies, assuming from lodging, transportation, food and bev, retail, recreation, et cetera, et cetera. I just wanted to point out that football is king because of stuff like this. Because Mm -hmm. the town of Boulder says, oh, look, $113 million we didn't have last year in revenue. And I – that's it. I thought it was interesting. I, I wonder what the big time programs pull. Like, I wonder what happens when the Rose Bowl, Michigan, and Tuscaloosa, Ann Arbor, and Tuscaloosa come down to Pasadena and how much revenue that generates. It's just interesting to see the economics behind college football because I had $700 million as my critical number, but I kind of did a deep dive to search for another one. So that's just a little interesting factoid. Yeah, no, it is. Um, and you were saying, so you're saying when sometimes when big teams come into, I mean, it's like if it's just it's football, like if, uh, it's just football in general and like fandom in general. Like they got Deion Sanders, they went from an afterthought of a program, one in 11 last year or one in 10, and they played six home games. There were six weekends. And in that six weekends, the town itself got $113.2 million in, in an economic boost. Yeah. I mean, it's like if, um, what's a, give me a, give me a tiny Bristol, Virginia. If, if Taylor Swift had a concert in Bristol, Virginia, it's like a rock yeah. star going into a tiny, not like a complete afterthought of a PAC 12 team that got basically like ejected from the big 12 because they were so pathetic. And now, um, or wait, right. Didn't they? Pac yeah. 12, they were, yeah they're they're big in the big 12 now, big 12 before. But they were already in the Big 12, so they went, I forgot they flip-flopped because they were Big 12. Snip-snap. Snip-snap. They came back. I never thought about that. Uh, anyway, yes, there's not many scenarios in which, like, a probably bottom of the 120, let's say 120 teams you think of. or 133 times, teams. 
five times 12, 60 to 75 power five conference game teams. They were probably in that bottom like 10. Yes. And so you get like somebody like Deion Sanders who comes in and completely elevates that. It's yeah, it's mind blowing how much money that's coming now. And now they're going to make a class, some sort of like Dion 101 class after him. They're probably going to name the entire stadium after him next year. And he hasn't made a bowl game yet, but who cares? The economy is doing well. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about capitalism a lot on this show. Um, give me your, it's st- Christmas season. It's Christmas. Spend money. Give me your stuck on this week, trainer. Um, let's call it Tony, Tony gate. Um, uh, Offside Cadet? gate, yeah. Mahomes gate, Mahomes gate. Um, what do you want to call this it? This has yeah, been just... all over the news. Offsides gate, ref gate. The Kansas City, yeah. Kansas City had an epic play where they passed the ball to Travis Kelsey. He was about to get tackled in front of the end zone, maybe 10, 15 yards short. He turns mm-hmm. around and throws a perfect pass behind him to Kadarius Tony, who runs it in. But guess what? He was off sides, and he's had his. He's had trouble this year dropping balls, and so he's been in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons, and this highlights it even more. And the biggest story coming out of this is Patrick Patrick Mahomes' reaction. Yeah, a brutal – I actually saw there was – Kelsey did something similar. They both basically made Josh Allen their therapist after the game. They went up to him, and they were, like, just bitching about the call. And, you know, it's, like, tough. You just kind of got to let it go and be like, hey, good game. Like, hope you stay healthy. See in the see in the AFC title game, but they were both like those was the biggest BS call I've ever in my life, man. Stupid crap, garbage. And Josh Allen to both of them is just kind of like, okay, have fun. It's like obviously, like I'm not mad about the call, and the call was yeah. legitimate. So stop bitching to me about it on the middle, you know, after the game's over. And then he continued to do it at the podium. He just it sounds like uh, Brittany and Jackson are finally rubbing off on him. It, it might be, but it also might be a little <laughs> bit of a glimpse into when you're not winning. When you're struggling as the preseason Super Bowl favorite, you're coming off a Super Bowl championship. It's your second one in four years? Five years? Yeah, three or four years. Let's see. Um, Rams. And they've been in the Super Bowl four times? Four times in a row? Rams. Yeah, Chiefs, Bucks, Rams, Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, so so maybe this is a little peek behind the curtain of a little underlying frustration that's going on in the Chiefs' locker room, mainly because their receivers and their offense – well, the receivers aren't catching balls and the offense isn't scoring as much points. Um, with with uh, Biennemi down Washington, their old offensive coordinator, this offense does not look the same. No, not at all. And I was, I was like, why did we not put the Chiefs in our Baker's dozen? Because they're playing the Patriots, that's why. Um they, this should be a get right game. You're right. Uh, let's see. In their past, since they lost at Denver 24 to 9, they beat Miami at home. Seemed like everything was good. Then then they lost to Philadelphia. They've lost, I guess, five, uh, no, no, four out of their last six. And they haven't scored more than 19 points. So, yeah, Whoa. there you go. Right. Or actually, they scored 31 against Vegas, but that's Vegas in Vegas. So, um, yeah, they obviously, let's see. They, uh, New England. Vegas, Cincinnati, Chargers. They have a hell of a easy December yes. to get it right, except for that maybe that Bengals game at home, but that's still a non-Burrow. It's not Burrow head because Burrow's not playing, so it's mm-hmm. Browning head. Um, yeah, hopefully they can – I enjoy watching them play. I enjoy, enjoy seeing them do well. I, I definitely have never had any ill will towards Mahomes, so it was a bummer to see. But he had a human moment, and then he, he said he's sorry, and I feel like – 
you should give him the benefit of the doubt. Like it's, it's, it's a different feel for him Yep. since Texas tech to be sucking this hard so late in the in an important season. Yes. Yes. It's true. It's Kadarius Tony's fault. Kadarius Tony's got to do the point at the res- point at the ref. Am I, he it does, he's it was his idiot. fault. This he's guy, the Giants got rid of him because he's a pain in the ass. He's injured all the time. He didn't he didn't do the lineup. Hey, ref, am I good? He was way out in front. It's like, dude, just check on yourself. He doesn't think about that stuff because he's kind of an ass. But he did help them win a Super Bowl last year. So you got to be like, hey, how much are you really going to complain about this, Chiefs? You just won a Super Bowl. Kadarius Tony was a big part of that. Yes. Get over yourselves. So See it, see it both ways. Um, let's let's dovetail. We'll get back to my stock, but let's dovetail. What Rex? Did you see what Rex Ryan said? What Rex Ryan said? Rex Ryan's in the news. Rex Ryan. Who's who's who showed their who? Sh- what woman showed their feet? Well, on television? this this is good. Rex Ryan is a famous famously <laughs> foot guy. He's just a foot guy. Uh, we don't we don't kink, kink shame here. He was on ESPN sure. and they were talking about the offsides done by uh, Kadarius Tony, and he goes. You know I like toes. I don't like this toe. And he's talking about <laughs> Tony's toes over the line. And I just thought I just cracked up. I was like, that's funny. He just he just leans into it. He's Rex Ryan. He leans into it. He does lean into it. He leans into it in uh when they when the when they're nah, hang, I don't when they're hanging, don't even finish. Don't when even they're dang, finish. Oh, when they're dangling and they don't even know it. Yeah. That's that's just a toe it's a toe cleavage joke. It's toe cleavage. It's okay. It's appropriate. Flip flip flops around Rex Ryan is risky. Okay. <laughs> My stuck on Draymond Green. Oof. He I just learned that he got suspended indefinitely by the NBA and Adam Silver. But in my in my brain, so this is okay. All right. Let me let me let me set the stage here. So on Tuesday night, he was it was a an out of bounds play. It was a cold night. Yeah, it was a cold, cold, blustery night. Cold winter night. So he Tuesday night, he was getting held a little bit. And he just spun around and punched Yusuf Ner- uh, Nurkic, Nurchich, Nurkic like Nerf gun with a chitch, Nerfkic Nerf- of the Suns, Nerf-itch. and it sent him flying. It sent Yusuf flying. It, I mean, he turned around and hit legit. him, and 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 hit him. He hit him in the head. Yeah. And Draymond claims that he's being held, and he he wanted to sell the foul by like flailing a little bit, but he knows what he did. That's a hundred percent BS. Earlier in the year, he got suspended five day games by putting Rody Gobert into a chokehold. Draymond Green is just so selfish, and especially this season. But remember in 2016, he selfishly did – what did he do? He did something to get himself suspended from the NBA playoffs. He hit, when they, he hit some guy named LeBron James right in the dinger. Yep, yep, that's right. Yep. I just don't understand how a team that is – like its foundation is teammates – passing unselfish basketball how he selfishly acts in the most unhinged way possible and doesn't think about his his team or his teammates it's all about him and this tough guy uh, persona i've seen like middle school basketball players have more composure than him he thinks he's building an image for himself he thinks that's his tough guy image is what has made him successful an nba champion and and i think adam silver here is actually sending a message of just like cut it out enough mm-hmm. with you being this like this physical, che- you think you're like being a physical tough guy, but you're just throwing cheap shots. Yeah, and it's kind of belittling to be like, "Oh, I was just trying to, I was trying to uh, go for a flagrant and flop." It's like, well, you have a track record here, dude. And not only do you have a track record from last year, the year before that, all the way back to 2016, and before that as well. I think he and I think he was he was bonking. He and Chris Paul were bonking each other in the crotch back in 20 
15 and 14 when it was like Clippers Warriors before the Warriors even went on this this stretch. Um, but he, anyway, like you said, he choked out Rudy Gobert. <laughs> so there's obviously this is a fool me once, shame on you. Don't don't pretend like I'm a fool. I, I can see that there's a pattern, there's a track record with you. And I think that he's definitely like overvaluing overvaluing himself. He's probably my guess because of his podcast, because he wants to be a pro wrestler and he wants to be on NBA on TNT Yep. because Charles Barkley's going to go to the live tour or whatever, however that works. I also think I just thought of this. I think he thinks there's a little validation validation in the fact that they kicked Jordan Poole's ass to the aforementioned wizards. Oh, I, for- been- I forgot that he punched Jordan Poole in the head yeah. in practice. Yeah. And knocked him last out. Pre- yeah. Last, um, last summer league of last, last year, 2022. And then they, they chose Draymond over Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole has played like garbage and the Wizards are garbage. So I think that kind of validates his like his persona and his uh, self-worth to the team. And obviously like they've I feel like the, the Warriors have done a they've done him justice by sticking with him for so long mm-hmm. amongst all this crap, amongst his declining numbers. And he's obviously like, you know, somebody who's pivotal to the team in a way that's not always coming up in points, rebounds and assists according to Steph and Clay and the people that matter on the team. But it's like, yeah, enough's enough. Um, this isn't John Morant and guns like last no, year, but it's no. pretty bad because it's more blatant and you're actually hurting other NBA players on the court. So there's, you know, it's different. What's funny is way. that John Morant, people forget that John Morant just testified in court and, uh, and he's, doesn't he have like a 50 game suspension? He's not playing yet. Is he not playing yet? I haven't paid attention to the Grizzlies at all. I don't think John Morant's playing. Him and Zion Williamson, one and two in the draft. Thanks for nothing. Um, he, is, he is in court. Uh, give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. Quote. I think I had both for you. Yeah, I got both. Both involve Louisiana. All right. Um, clear his S-H-I-T out. He sucks anyways. Well, that was Jaden Daniels' teammates when he transferred from Arizona State, which is hilarious because now he's got a huge – is a part of the – a big part of college football history been winning the Heisman last weekend. Video of his Arizona State friends – oh, sorry, at friends, friends. ex-friends, ex-teammates. Teammates. His friends, he thought, he thought they were his friends. Yep. They're clearing his stuff out of his locker. It's kind of one of those, like, bully, teehee, let's mess with his locker, let's get his crap out of here. So they, they caught it on film – to make it even meaner because social media is really mean and I hate it in, in the ways than when it's just mean to, it hurts, it hurts people's mental health. Yes, it does. <laughs> keep it together. Um, keep so, it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Um, now he's project, projected. I mean, yeah, he won the Heisman, but he's like, now it's like, we got mock drafts. It's mock draft season match. We got him going number one to the bears or, or the, whoever's the worst team. So it's cool that, yeah, he's going to be like a top 15 pick. He won the Heisman after. I think he's going to be the third uh, quarterback off the board, right? Behind um, Caleb Williams, Drake May, him, right? Yeah, yeah. It seems, I mean, my, this, this quarterback-wise, there's going to be 25 quarterbacks taken in the first round. It's, Look it. It's, it's, yeah. it's Michael Penix. It's Bo Nix. It's J.J. McCarthy sneaking up there and hanging out J.J. McCarthy is trash, trash trainer. Well, what if he beats, what if he beats Alabama? It would be because they run the ball 50 times or something. It's true. It's true. And now uh, LSU, I had some fun at a Heisman thing. LSU joins the schools. Let's see. USC has the most 
Heisman winners in history with eight. And now LSU gets to be tied for sixth with three with Nebraska, Michigan, Florida State, Florida, Auburn, and Army. Wait, you have that list right there in front of you? You mm-hmm. does it go USC, Notre mm. Dame? Mm. Yeah, Notre Dame's tied with Ohio State and Oklahoma for second with seven. Okay, and then uh, what? Alabama, Southern Alabama four. Well, Alabama didn't win a Heisman until Mark Ingram in two thousand ten. So oh, oh, and the last what was the last um, non quarterback to win was Devonte Smith. Probably, yeah, Devonte Smith. So. Another quarterback wins, cool, but yeah, cool story for Jed Daniels. Anyway, All right, give me your give me your question of the week. My question of the week is it is it, is 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 time is it times up for um, Zion was caught at a Wendy's Wendy's drive through by a staff member, and he also has been it's been said that he can't take his weight slash workout regiments seriously. Yep, um, by yep. personnel with the with the Pelicans and we're just, we're just, we're just doing this again. At least we're seeing a little bit of him and he's, you know, it's like the, you we mentioned John Morant and like how this has been a roller coaster of who, who's the better pick, who are they both bad picks? Like you said a minute ago, I think you trade Zion and get a, either a boatload of assets or you get Ooh. some other, some other superstar to come in veteran, I mean, maybe it's not even a superstar, but maybe it's an addition that can that will complement Brandon Ingram. But Zion Williamson, like he has an incredible impact for the Pelicans, but he just does not care. I don't. I just don't think he loves basketball. If you go back and look at his high school highlight tapes, they are electric, but they're dunking on like white dudes yeah. my size. He's I, like a. He just looks like a big friendly version of Johnny Manziel. He doesn't watch the tape. He doesn't care about his his health and his you know. He's not partying. Does he doesn't like drink and go out and do a bunch of blow like Johnny Manziel? Does. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think there's accusations just, of that. He just looks so happy. He's just like he's like a uh, Jamarcus. Like, Dude, I just uh, love Ru- Wendy's chicken sandwiches. Jamarcus Russell. Maybe maybe he gets the grilled version with no fries. Um, Jamarcus Russell, LSU quarterback, not as didn't seem as friendly with the media. Like I don't know. Just I feel Zion has this big cute persona about him, and they got to sell it to some team like. There's not a, I mean, I'd say the closest thing to the Patriots, the NBA, are the Spurs, but they don't have the Spurs way. You'd have to sell to Popovich like that if they have people on their staff that can take care of this weight, diet, yeah. workout thing, you can turn him into gold. So give us a poop load for him, even though every team's obviously scared as hell to take him in, but he's worth platinum level prospects if he works out in the end so i'll take chet a- i'll take chet holgram oh chet and he could fill out new orleans that oh yeah i like this we get back to on yeah beignets and and um crawfish et the, yeah one of the oh, uh, hurricanes and painkillers and you know no drinking no, problem no, no. <laughs> no not doing what are you talking about we're talking, we're talking about food right yeah let's get this guy addicted to pills no no pills no p- painkiller drinks the the oh, frozen drinks oh oh jeez, oh. no no that's 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 ryan leaf no. <laughs> okay yeah. all right all right all right all right give me your go to the week that's draymond oh okay all right well i have two i have two goats and one perfect is the entire lakers organization the lakers just won the play-in tournament and they were a popping champagne after winning the in-season tournament over the Pacers. 
uh lame yeah, did mj ever, did mj ever win one no no mj uh didn't win one neither did kareem i'll do jabbar or uh, favorite meme of the week was lebron one zero mj uh in season attorneys <laughs> um <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most is that they've raised a banner in in the mm-hmm. crypto arena or whatever it's called in the rafters in this in the in the hollowed grounds where the Lakers play, they have seventeen yeah. NBA championship banners. They have thirteen retired jerseys up there. People by the likes of Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, Jerry West, James Worthy. The list goes on and on. And somewhere up in that rafters, they have in season tournament champion lost amongst all that. I think it's so silly that the Lakers did I know. If the Pelicans want it, sure, put it in the rafters. There's nothing in the rafters. In yeah, it's like Florida Arena. State's COVID banner. It's like they don't have anything else up there. Yeah, there's nothing else up there. So if yeah. you're if you're the well if you're the Pacers, put it up there. You know the Pacers have a storied history. The Reggie Miller is definitely in the rafters and in, in that arena. But it's it's one of those things where it's like the Lakers. Are you really setting this precedent as the Lakers? Like you you were like ooh move over Jerry West. We have an in season tournament banner to mm-hmm. raise. We got to reorganize all this. So I just thought that was so silly for the Lakers to do. Yeah, I mean, what's well, I mean, let's see, the Dodgers and Lakers. What's the one thing besides being in common? They both won fake titles in 2020. Times are tough. They haven't won a real one since Kobe in 2010. So oh. yeah, they got to put these up. They got to put these things up there. And you got to anyway. You got to put the uh, the bubble championship. You got to put that in Orlando's court because that's where it was won anyway. <laughs> Right? Point. It's like it's bullcrap. Put it at Disney World. All right, my other goats, and this is good. I, I like this. It's Oregon State and Washington State. Oregon State and Washington. Oh, they're pack the Pac-12. Oh, wait, they renewed the Civil War. Does this have to do with it? No, no, no. These are the two remaining members of the Pac-12. Yeah. The Pac-12 is basically dissolving, and 10 Pac-12 teams are going between the Big Ten and the Big 12. Now they have a board. Uh, representing every single Pac-12 uh, college. And the board, was it was ruled by the Washington Supreme Court that the entire Pac-12 had to be unanimous in their decision-making. Now, in December, they distribute 15% of the revenue that they receive over the course of the football season. That is $400 million. 15% of $400 million. So you do the math. Millions of dollars. Show him Tony's contract in year one. Yeah. And Washington and Washington State and Oregon State blocked it. They're like, no, no, we're <laughs> we're the only two members left of the Pac-12. You can't get all this money and, and you can't get all the assets and just leave town. And and we're we're stuck here holding the bill with all the liabilities. So the other 10 teams issued a statement. And they said something along the lines of this is going to uh, they're abusing their position and this is going to affect the kids, yada, yada, yada. You know, when it's when it, you're the victim, you're always like, well, what about the kids? Well, what about the kids? Mm-hmm. It's, no, y'all are greedy. You all made a huge deal to go to the Big Ten with Fox Sports and whatever else to get all this TV revenue. And, and it's absurd how much money you're going to get. That's why you left the Pac-12 and Oregon and Washington State issued a statement they said as the only two remaining members of the pac-12 we're the only schools committed to the best interest of the pac-12 it's like yes that is so true you can just keep the money keep the money if if they're saying give us the pac-12 money we're not in the pac-12 anymore why would you give it to them no you should not at all they're like 
I feel like there. What you said, fifteen teams. The Pac-12 ended up having. Is that right? There, there's said? twelve. The count. Yeah, or yeah, it should be twelve. That makes sense. Um, twelve. It doesn't matter yeah, anymore. 12. The Big Ten has fifteen. Yeah, I could remember Big Ten is yeah. like yeah, twenty-five teams now, or it will be in a year or two. Um, what I was gonna say was this sounds like it sounds like it sounds like Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC are like the parents, both sides of grandparents, and then. There's all these like cute kids they have. And then there's two mm-hmm. orphan babies that they don't really want to give any inheritance to. And they try yeah. to leave and they're like, Hey guys, like you guys can't get divorced, leave town. And then just like not give us anything and pretend like we didn't exist ever. You adopted us. You wanted us here. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that they did this. I think um, it's so funny. I, I, and it's it, funny because, because they renewed the civil war with Oregon temporarily or something. I wonder if Oregon's trying to kind of come back and be like, Hey guys, like, we're really sorry. How about that civil war? Let's let's renew. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Uh, do you mind giving us all that money that we made? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And exactly. we're just gonna leave town. Um, let's uh, let's visit let's visit some new topics here. We gotta we gotta revisit our college football pick 'em that we do earlier in the season that we abandoned a little bit. We did abandon. Yeah, we were having fun. We we're having fun. Uh, I think this is the most fun pick 'ems per week. We kept record. We were. I mean, we're sitting at a ridiculously close record through week 16. So I, I think, think we I just bombed kind of, last weekend. You're still ahead, but by two. Anyway, it's close. It's really close. I think we we got a hold of what's new and what's sexy, and that was the pick And we kind of lost focus and forgot about um the old the old days, the old. Yeah, well, let's just talk about how right I was, you know. Um, so my four teams, Michigan, Bama, Washington, FSU. FSU got robbed. Texas should have not made it in. Just saying. And you have Georgia, eh, Ohio State, eh, Oklahoma, not even close, eh, Oregon. Eh. Let's see. Let's go. All right. Let's do a little. Let's 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 have a. You have something to say, or do you kind of? No, you know, I just wanted to brag. Curve? I just wanted to brag a little bit. Oh, you're 100 right. You're 100 right. Whenever this was, whenever we stopped doing this in week five, he got messy. I think I can uh, see the future. The Boneyard is hilarious. So I'm trying to think if I can peek back behind the curtain here. You had LSU and Notre Dame you dropped. I'm mm. guessing you picked up Washington and Florida State and dropped those two teams. And I dropped Texas probably for OU after the – oh, that's when we that's when we stopped, the Red River shootout. Okay. Sorry, that, that, ter- that term's canceled. But um, that this is detective work. I'm seeing the past. You're seeing the future. Um, and I picked up Oregon for USC, which makes sense. So – um yeah it's embarrassing can i add sure uh who, who do i want um who do i want uh no no nah, I'm, I'm not playing this game okay. we said we said we said no teams no teams from the boneyard come back no zombie team so texas is the only team left <laughs> well do you do you want to try this for college basketball do you want to commit and this make this a future us problem i do all right, uh, because you're learned. because you're so down and out, I'll get you first pick. Just kidding. Let's flip. <laughs> let's flip the. Let's flip the coin. All right, heads or tails? They pulled, they, pulled, they pulled the top twenty-five. Actually, give me tails. And I had an interesting stat earlier. I gotta find this meme. This is gonna help me. While you do that, it's heads. I'm sorry. Sorry, right. brother. That's perfect. I'm gonna find my my stat, and then you go ahead and pick. Who do you? Well, it's, it's between Arizona, Kansas, and Purdue. Uh, Purdue lost to a 16 seed. Gross. They have to win the national title in order to erase that part of their nasty history. 
Connecticut mm-hmm. sitting at number five at nine and one. Now we're talking about NCAA men's basketball here. I'm going to go ahead and choose Arizona. They seem like the the favorite right now. I don't see why that should change at all. Eric, give me Arizona. Okay. Okay. Use this as my tool here. Oh, man. Arizona. I kind of want to get Arizona. Like they always bottom out. I kind of want to have, I kind of have a little fun here. We'll go with Marquette. That is fun. That is fun because I'm going to yeah. go ahead and and pick up Kansas. Bill Self is is he's had a couple of health scares recently, but Kansas is going to be probably win the big probably win their conference again for the umpteenth time in a row. Give me Kansas. I'm going to have a lot of fun. Give me Creighton. Dang, you're going mid majors all over the place. Um, I do like Houston. They do seem to underperform in March. Connecticut defending national champs. It's hard to pick against them. Uh, so, ooh, Kentucky all the way down there at 14. I'm not going to pick Purdue. I'm sorry, Rob Pingree. I know you're a loyal listener. Go Boyle Lakers. I don't have any trust in them. Give me Houston. Ooh. They were in ooh. the. They were top seed last year. I think there's something yeah, to brewing yeah. down there in Houston. All right, Houston. They got to win some years, and they're always perennial. Give me the Zags. The Zags, they are they they choke. They choke so much, it's it's gross. I would want to pick Baylor, but that's too many teams from one conference. You know who I I really like is Florida Atlantic. Are they returning all their guys from last year's Cinderella run to the Final Four? Oh, the Owls. Yeah, could be. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go chalk here. Give me the defending national champs, Connecticut. All right. UConn for Massey. Um, let's see. Rick. Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. He used to do such good work down here in Austin. Why not? Tennessee. All right. All right. So just to sum it up, I have Arizona, Kansas, Houston, and Connecticut. You have Marquette, Crichton, Tennessee, and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll we'll try to keep the listeners so, updated as the college basketball season progresses. So I did I did no, absolutely no research, but I found one graphic, one oh. graphic on the on the middle of the internet, Massey, that I really thought 100% of college basketball national champions since 2004, 100% <clears throat> since 04, were ranked top 12 in the week six AP poll. And oh. then they give you a list of title contenders based off that criteria. And you picked, mm. I think the only team you did pick that wasn't in here was you had Arizona, Kansas, Houston, Houston, and who else? Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. We, but yeah, we actually both, we both picked within this little hemisphere. So that's why my, my teams are so weird. Cause I was like, Oh, look at these weird teams. Look at this one awesome of them has graphic. Final four team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at this awesome graphic. I'm gonna... And we are coming off San Diego state going. So why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? I don't see why not. Let's get into our let's get into our pick 'em. Um, did we make it to a dozen picks this this week? I didn't even look. We if, did, Mister. I got uh, let's see, twelve. We got uh, we got a mystery wild card coming up from you. Uh, coming off a big week myself, eight and three to get me back into it. One yeah. behind you. I'm now ninety eight, ninety three, and four on the season, and you are ninety nine, ninety two, and four after a 
disappointing five and six where you picked the the Pacers, the Eagles, mm. what other dumbass. What else we got here? Oh the, God, you picked the Chiefs. Oh, and Tony, there is Tony. Who could do that? And the Colts against a backup. What an idiot! And who would have seen the Bears coming? I did not see the Bears coming. Playoff team. Remember? Oh right, 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 right. Okay. Let's get into it. We're going to have to uh, go to podcast version in the middle of our pick'em here. Those listening on the radio, download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. Let's lead the pick'em with your Cowboys, 10-3 and three at the Bills, 7-6, and six, which is very surprising. Bills favored by 2.5. Bills coming mm-hmm. off a win against Kansas City, which we covered earlier where Patrick Mahomes had an absolutely hissy fit. Cowboys coming off of her dismantling over a Philadelphia team whose secondary was absolutely decimated. Dak Prescott, lead lead candidate for the MVP right now, 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, six interceptions. Your wide receiver, CeeDee Lambs, over eclipsed 1,000 yards for the year. Josh Allen, 3,400 yards, 25 TDs, but you're looking at 14 interceptions. He's added 10 rushing TDs to that total as well. Dallas is tied for the lead in the East with the Eagles, both at 10-3. and three. Bills are fighting for their playoff lives, fighting for their playoff lives, and they have a tough, tough road ahead of them, including this game against the Cowboys. They got lucky that Miami imploded, absolutely imploded on Monday Night Football. Six teams are in the AFC are sitting at 7-6. and six. The Bills are one of them. Tell me who is going to win this game and why, Trainer. I think um, so. Cowboys coming off five wins in a row. Only good team we played. If Seattle, Seattle can still kind of buck this. They were 500 when we played them, so they're not terrible. Um, or is the Eagles the only really, really good team we played? Like top five team. Um, the Bills, I'd say, are a top, still a top 12 team in my opinion. I don't think we're going to be able to go two and zero at Buffalo and at Miami back to back. I don't really love the idea of playing in this cold weather game. And, um, yeah, I think the bills are kind of on a, they're kind of on a mission to get to ride the ship and get back in the playoffs. Um, they don't want their nine 11 canceled coach from 2019, uh, to have to say goodbye so soon. Yeah. I think they like, I think they like uh, McDermott. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the bills. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be modest, take the bills. We'll beat Miami. We'll beat Detroit and Washington. After that, we're going to take a little, Quick little little break. We're gonna say we're gonna take a quick little break. We're gonna lose this game. We're still good, and we're gonna watch the Eagles um, play at Seattle. Who else do the Eagles have left here? Seattle Giant. Uh, sorry, uh, they just went through Seahawks, their four Giants, game Cardinals. gauntlet, right? They had they did they did four games. Now it eases up for them in December. Yeah, it really does. Giants twice. Damn it. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll just kind of like reverse jinx it, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. It's only going to be it's going to be 49 degrees at kickoff. It'll be Ooh. cloudy, but that's that's brisk for a for a dome team. Um Bills, yeah. that's that's a sunny day for the Bills. I'm going to have to I'm I've picked against the Cowboys all year. Give me the Cowboys. Oh. All right. Let's go to the AFC leading Baltimore Ravens. Are you, are you drunk? Are you okay? Cowboys? You, Did you say Cowboys? You heard what I said. You heard what I said. <laughs> That was major. Uh, Ravens, they're ten and three, leading the AFC. They're favored by three on the road in Jacksonville. Eight and five. Jags are on a two-game skid with Trevor Lawrence kind of banged up. Is he banged up? 
Uh, I don't, I don't my really ankle, know. My, my ankle sprain, but he's, I mean, he's a kind of a pocket passer, so he can handle it. Yeah. The Jags, they lead the AFC South in a tight race. The Colts are seven and six. The Texans also seven and six. I've been picking Baltimore all year. They've been kind of, they've been kind of screwing me with the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine Jacksonville's defense getting this done. Uh, give me Baltimore on the points. Oh, it's going to come back to bite me. Give me Baltimore on the points. I have a hard time picking against Harbaugh mm-hmm. and the Ravens. <laughs> I know you do. Picked them last week, and the Rams covered. Um, yeah, Ravens stretch is tough at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, home against Miami. And hosting Pittsburgh, who could be terrible or be decent in January. Uh, we'll see where those <clears throat> those cards fall. Um, the Jags, however, yes, they're fighting for their division lives. Uh, I feel like you know, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with CJ Stroud and the concussion protocol, but that would definitely give them a little bit of. Uh, I can't believe Gardner Minshew might win this division. Actually, now I think of it. Anyway, Jags hosting. Uh. Yeah, I think I I think I got over the Ravens. The Ravens have um they've quietly gone one, two, three, four, five, six, one, seven out seven out of the last eight before when they were kind of schizophrenic. We were still worried about them in early in October and September. And the only game they lost was that crazy, which was kind of like their Achilles heel. They lost that crazy comeback to Cleveland mm-hmm. in early November. So um I feel like Baltimore is definitely becoming maybe the AFC favorite. And I think they'll win this game. Yeah. I like them too. All right, sports fans here, listen to us on the radio. Please tune in to our podcast. We're going to cut it off here. Podcast listeners, you're already with us, so stick around. Radio listeners, that's it, and that's all. All right, let's go back down to – oh, excuse me. Let's go up to Detroit. The Lions, 9-4, and four, host the Broncos. The frisky Broncos, 7-6. and six. Sean Payton has seemed to right, right, righted the ship – Wrong of the ship, whatever it is. They were one and five to begin the season. They are now seven to six. Won the last four or five, including wins over Kansas City. Lions lead the NFC North. Well, the NFC North's not that good, so there's not much to say about that. It, the Broncos are in the hunt for the sixth or seventh seed with the Patriots, Chargers, and Packers left on the schedule after this game. Detroit has the Vikings twice and the Cowboys. Yikes. That's going to be two and one for sure. Uh, Detroit just should throw it to Jamison Williams more. Russell Wilson has 23 touchdowns to eight interceptions. I don't know. I think the Broncos might cover this game. Trainer Lions defense can't stop anything. You were right about the Broncos last week. <clears throat> I picked the Chargers. Chargers finally died. Justin Herbert's season died. Hopefully, Brandon Staley died. Not, I mean, as a, as a coach. Sorry, not. You're talking not about a man's job, not a man's life. There's a difference. Yeah. Well, a man's job is his life. No. You know, we're no. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. You can have hobbies outside your job. If your job defines who you are, you got issues. Reevaluate. You listen. You listen to the Rog podcast. Um, oh, you know what I heard? It was kind of crazy. Speaking of Chargers and Sean Payton that the Chargers could have hired Sean Payton. And this is what's effed up about uh, GMs and their power is they could have hired Sean Payton. If Sean Payton did well, he, he would actually have more power than the GM coming into that position for the Chargers. So mm. therefore they went with like a little beta hire and Brendan Staley 
and then they ended up not getting the better coach. And now they're looking for another coach in a month or two or five it's weeks so or whatever. Funny so how you know, that stuff works is really weird. Yeah. It's funny how men's egos yeah. will allow them to make a decision that's worse for other people just so it yes. empowers them a little bit. They're like, oh, wait, yeah. I can't be threatened. Why would I want to have success here if someone else is more powerful than me? It's so weird. It's like, why don't you just win and be and let it be awesome? Yeah, that doesn't that don't not only does that hurt the company, it hurts the players. Matt's that what about hurts the kids? Little, bit, little little Billy, little Billy in his Bosa jersey and his little Mike Williams jersey at home crying because the Chargers stink because they didn't get Sean Payton. Anyway, sorry, back to the game. Uh, what about Lions. The kids? Broncos, you have Broncos covering. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take the Lions. Uh, last week I made a joke: the Broncos might win this division, and then the Chiefs do what they did. So there's still a chance there that the Broncos win, but the division. But I don't see it for real. Uh, Lions get right game. Broncos are decent. They're a decent wild card team. Corlin Sutton is pretty good. Awful AFC wild card year. I think one of the worst on on record. It's funny how the AFC, where we thought was a juggernaut, has completely fallen apart this season. Yeah. Well, the quarterbacks. In terms of injuries and bad play, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, it's Spe- pretty crazy. Speaking of which, the Steelers seven and six at the are. Colts, seven and six. Colts are favored by one and a half. Steelers are marching out Mitch Trubisky. Colts are marching out um, Gardner Minshew. Let's, let's look at the Steelers' offense, though. Kenny Pickett is, is bad. Six touchdowns with four interceptions. Mitchell Trubisky? Three touchdowns with three interceptions. Jonathan Taylor is doubtful for the Colts. Mike Tomlin being an underdog in the AFC. The Colts are two and four at home. I honestly have no idea. I'll let you lead the way on this. Yeah. I think the Colts, I think the Colts have the almost like an inside track because the Jags are banged up. Minshew's the healthiest best healthiest quarterback of CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence and himself. Uh, The Colts still have a Sunday, June, sorry, Sunday, June, Sunday, January 7th, last game week 18 against Houston, which might be for the division if the Jags fall off. Um, The Pittsburgh Steelers still have to play at the Colts this week. They got to host Cincinnati. Who's a good team and Browning's not terrible. They got to go to at Seattle, which is Seattle's still kind of a you know wild card team. They were last year, and they got to finish the season at Baltimore. Steelers are going to die off. The Colts are going to go to the playoffs. Give me the Colts. This is this is a lose and go home game. Well, you know how much we love graphics. I saw a graphic. Whoever loses this game has only a twenty percent chance to make the playoffs or less, and the winner is still alive with a 50-50 chance to make the playoffs. I I'm gonna have to go. The Colts, the Steelers are so depressing with Mitchell Trubisky. They, I mean, Gardner Minshew at least has experience this season, and the and his team seems to love him. Everybody seems yeah. to hate the QB position in 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 Pittsburgh. So I'll take the Colts as well. Eagles, yeah, at, they're getting, T, go they're getting ahead. TJ Watt back. Sorry, they're getting TJ Watt back. I, I forgot about that. But that's are they? Enough. All right, TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah. That's there's. The TJ Watt is going to have to score a touchdown in order for the Steelers to, to <laughs> even, even win. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Eagles favored. The 10 and three Eagles are favored by four in Seattle. Seattle is six and seven. The Eagles have dropped two in a row. 49ers and Cowboys. Well, they're pretty good. The Seahawks are dead. Thanks. 
They are dead, losing their last four games. Drew Locke is playing quarterback for the Seahawks. Please, Eagles and Jalen Hurts, do not let Drew Locke pass for 300 yards on your depleted secondary. Give me the Eagles by four in a get-right game over the Seahawks. Oh, I wish I had more information on whether Geno is going to play, but would that matter? Geno banged up, Seahawks declining. Yeah, the Eagles are going to be pissed off playing this game. Um, hmm, Eagles, they got oh, man. Come on, two stinkers. Okay, let's see. They've not. Okay, you want to wait for the Eagles to lose? I can. I can okay, sense well, it in your voice. They've not won since they, <coughs> they they beat Kansas City by four. They they beat Buffalo by three. They got their butts kicked by San Francisco and, da- San Francisco and Dallas. So they haven't covered a four point spread in over a month. I'm going to take Seattle. Do a little good television here. All right, all right, all right. I like it. I like it. Um, this is a depressing game. Uh, Vikings seven and six with their backup backup quarterback playing in uh, Nick Mullins, who famously led the Southern Miss Golden Eagles to the uh, Mayo Bowl or something. I don't know. I'm just made that up. At the Bengals, they're favored by three. Bengals are seven and six behind Jake Browning, who's had two very very good outings i think the loser of this game might be the winner because they'll get a better draft pick and i have no idea who's (laughs) going to win this game besides the fact that eagles look completely inept and jake browning looks pretty good so i just talked myself into the Bengals winning by a field goal what say you trainer yeah at cincinnati that oh my god they said that vikings vegas game might have been the worst of the year it might have been the worst of the roaring 20s we're in right now (laughs) <laughs> Maybe even a decade. Three to zero. Gross. I, I, I'm just fine. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't even see a highlight. I don't think there was one. Um, at Cincinnati, yeah, I like the Bengals win this game. Bengals can they can, can lose the still, ball. They, they have to, they have they spunk. To, yeah, they could they could go three and one in December. Just lose at Kansas City, beat Cleveland at home, and beat the Steelers on the road. Yeah, give me the Bengals. Five and eight Bears. At the Browns, Browns only favored by three. The Bears' defense seems to have stepped up recently in the last month, month or so, especially after their free agency signing of a of Sweat. Right, um, the Browns yeah. are eight and five. They have playoff aspirations behind Joe Joe Flacco, Flack, the elite, the elite Joe Flacco, who can still, dude, he can spin the ball. You can't move. Through three hundred and. Well, the stats he put up last week against um, Jacksonville were pretty eye-popping compared to, like, some of these other quarterbacks been playing all season, like uh, who we were just talking about a minute ago. Oh, um, Pickett. It was, like, the amount of games that Flacco took for Flacco to throw for 300 yards. Or Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Justin Fields is putting together a resume because the Bears have Carolina's number one pick in the draft, and Justin Fields is going to need another job. Give me the Bears. Ooh. Give me the Bears. Oh, look Browns at you. You're believing. You're believing. You're I know. Graham's play Bears again. Browns okay. have another like offensive lineman down. The Bears might feast on an immobile Joe Flacco. Oh. And the so Bears don't have to tank. They don't have to tank because they already have the number one pick locked up, basically. The, the Bears can get the seven seed and have the number one pick. Think about that. Remember when the Celtics went to like the NBA title and they also had the number one pick? Do you remember when that made you mad about Boston sports? Do you remember that a few years ago? I, Does that ring a bell? Who did they pick with that pick? What did they do with that pick? They probably sold it. They might have sold it, yeah. That would make sense. But yeah, it was something something crazy like that. Um, 
Oh man. Should I Yeah, I gotta stick with the bear. Sorry. I can't I can't jump off now. <laughs> you can't go back now. Gotta chase gotta chase that glory. All right. Uh Bucks are six and seven. Gross. I hate the Bucks. At least they beat Atlanta. Baker. Um, they're at the Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. Packers are six and seven. This is Jordan Love versus Baker Mayfield. Two healthy starting quarterbacks in the year hmm. that quarterbacks have not made it that long in the in the season. Packers lost to the Giants last week after beating Detroit and Kansas City the weeks before. I need the Bucks to lose. I need them to lose. Give me the Packers. Three and a half. Hey, the Packers, they lost to Tommy DeVito. Don't don't forget about it. Come on, come to your house. Oh, we're we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Nice. Uh, give me the box. We'll do good good radio. Baker's dozen. Uh, New York Giants are going down to New Orleans where the Saints are favored by six. Tommy DeVito and his Italian family is the better, it's the best story in, in the NFL that, right now. Tommy DeVito, mm-hmm. 855 yards, eight touchdowns in his last six game, and has won three in a row. He lives in his parents' basement in New Jersey. His agent looks like a a character in a corny mob movie, like he's riding on the side of a Model T shooting a Tommy gun. It's absolutely hilarious. The family sits in the stand stand together. They 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 do the Italian fingers together. Uh, like the, the it's like the the gabagool is so good. Yeah, anybody that can see me is I'm waving my fist with my fingers clenched all together as one. Index, it's index, uh, middle, and to thumb. It's what your Italian grandmother yells at you uh, on the streets of Brooklyn, I guess. I don't know. I'm not Italian. I don't know if I can even say that. Give me give me, Tommy, Tommy DeVito in the points because the Saints are depressing. We should change your last name to Ziti. Massey Ziti. The Italian. <laughs> Dude, I'm the, I'm the most, most un-Italian European mutt there is. Who'd you pick? The Giants, because I hate the Saints cover. right now. <laughs> Derek uh, Carr was- needs to sit out of the game, and Jameis Winston needs to come in and play. I don't understand. Chris Olave's banged up. They, they can't score even with him on the field. So, whatever. Give me Tommy DeVito and the Giants and prove me wrong, Saints, and make me happy. Otherwise, Giants win and make me happy. I don't care. But, but, but Tom, he's got to leave the basement. He's got to go all the way down to New Orleans. It's really far from his mother's uh, home cooking. Oh, the, you don't think the DeVitos are going to travel to New Orleans for this game? I bet you they're, they're uh, licking their chops to get down there. That's true. That's true. I wonder who – you know, we, remember how uh, Burrow gave up his uh, box to the Browning family? That yep. was cool. Yeah, that was cool. You know, maybe maybe, maybe uh, Jameis will give up his box to the DeVitos. Um, uh, he, Jameis, Jameis is not getting paid awesome box person. money. He's not. He doesn't own a box in, in this. <laughs> Superdome. That's not. No, that's not a that's, thing. That's that's not fair. Um, well, the <laughs> Saints burned me two weeks ago when you guys, you and George, picked the Saints. I picked or I picked the Saints. Y'all picked the, y'all picked the Lions. I believe believed in Where them then. Massey was right. I'm not gonna not gonna learn a lesson, and I'm gonna pick the Saints. But talking about all this Devito stuff reminded me that they're not so bad. They were three and one with him, and maybe the Eagles' schedule is not so easy going forward. Okay. Play, play twice. Yeah. All right. Silver lining. Silver lining. Yeah. There you go. Let's get into bowl season. Let's get into bowl season and let's get in the muck. I don't know much about either of these teams in these early bowl slates, but I do know Myrtle Beach. I do know Myrtle Beach, and I know some people that lost uh, their moral compass in Myrtle Beach. It wasn't me, but it was some people close to me just saying. Georgia Southern, 6-6. Six and six. 
They're favored by three and a half versus Ohio, nine and three. Georgia Southern ended their season on a four-game losing streak. I think the people of Ohio, of the Midwest, are going to travel well to Myrtle Beach, especially this time of the year. I'll take Ohio in the points. So you're saying the Ohio fans will appreciate the warm weather more than the Georgia Southern fans? And, and the strip clubs. Georgia Southern is used to, all, used to all that kind of nonsense that goes on down there. I think Ohio is going to enjoy themselves some libations, some golf, and some strip clubs and be ready to rock in the Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. Bowl. I think I saw my, my Myrtle Beach when I uh, defecated in my swim trunks on Biker Week and I was running naked down the street to get to the condo. So moral compass, whatever you said, that happened to me. <laughs> this is the podcast only, right? Um, I've told this story before. When the Myrtle Beach Bowl comes up, I think that's the reason. Um <laughs> People honking at me. I was embarrassed. Give me Georgia Southern. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you're <laughs> Why were you naked? Because I was running home, and I think I had too many cigarettes, and the, the nicotine makes me um, yep, yep. nature. But and then I you were couldn't naked. hold it. No, no, I couldn't hold it, and I did it. And then I said, ooh, I'm almost home. Throw these away. Finish the rest of the trip home with you know just porky pigging and then people saw me in the last block and honked at me (laughs) that's a core memory dude that's gonna haunt you forever it still does uh ucla seven and five they're favored by four against boise eight and five boise had a had a dead coach bounce they fired their coach mid-season around mid-november and i think they won four games in a row to get bowl eligible this is gonna be played in sofi stadium i don't think ucla shows up at all i don't think they have any fans I think they have better things to do. The crowd will be on Boise State's side. Give me Boise State with their interim head coach. Even though this is the L.A. Bowl? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll go UCLA. And the funny – the funny. I'm going to do a fun connectivity like Charlie Day with the red strings. Mm-hmm. If Brandon Staley gets fired, that means uh, Kellen Moore probably leaves the Chargers because they hired him under – Kellen under Brandon Staley, right? Yep. Boise State jobs open. Ooh. Boise State, great. Who plays in, or sorry, who coaches in LA currently? Ooh. Goes to Boise. Give me UCLA, but that was my epiphany there. I like that. I like that. Um, Cal, six and six, the bowl eligible for the first time since 2019, are playing the disappointing Texas Tech Ranger. Red, mm. red rain. Hate to see it. Whatever. Red Raiders. Uh, Red Raiders. <laughs> They're six and six. They're playing in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, give me Texas Tech because they have to travel less. And and Cal, can you okay. imagine going from Berkeley, California to Shreveport, Louisiana, getting off the bus and being like, where the hell no. are we? No. <laughs> no. I, went to this, I went to this game in 1993. Um TCU Virginia, Virginia won. Hell of a game back when we were ranked. I think we were number eighteen that year. I think we have. I think I have a banner in my room, like the Lakers. We were ranked in nineteen ninety three. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Never forget. Uh, Radiance Radiance Technologies. They provide intelligence analysis and warfighter support to the intelligence community and Department of Defense to enable effective military operations and protect our troops from harm. I wanted to know what the sponsor was, so I looked that up. Uh, give me Cal. Okay. Uh- well, Radiance Technology is probably doing pretty well with how many wars we're fighting right now. Um, <laughs> Western Kentucky, 7-5 and five versus Old Dominion. Old Dominion, 
is six and six. They're favored by two and a half in the famous Toastery Bowl. Now, if you if you're unfamiliar with this bowl, it's played at Jerry Richardson Stadium in Charlotte, North mm-hmm. Carolina. And you may think to yourself, oh, that must be the Carolina Panthers Stadium. It's not. It's the University of Carolina at Charlotte's campus. It holds four thousand people. Um, Western Kentucky is the home of Bailey Zappi, and he plays for the Pats. Give me Western Kentucky. Hmm. Famous Toastry Bowl. I had to look up. Also, it's a it's a brunch venue chain. You can buy a franchise online, Massey. We should we should look into it. Oh, all um, right, all right. Yeah, give me, give me. Let's go. Let's go. Old, one for Old Virginia. Let's go to you. <laughs> all Ten right. Points. Yeah, yeah. This is going to really level the playing field. Is these stupid bowl <laughs> games that I have to pay attention to now. All right, sports fans, that's all the time. Thanks for sticking with us, you podcast listeners. We love you. We really appreciate what you're doing. It's worth mentioning. Trainer and I will be on the road next week. I'm going to Mobile, Alabama for Christmas. Trainer is going to Mexico for his birthday. Arriba. So happy happy early birthday, Trainer. Um, Thank you. Uh, did you just say – what did you just say? Boku? I said, th- I, said, oh, I said, thank you, Ariba. Thank you. Gracias. Oh. Gracias. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, fans, sports fans, that's it. And that's all.